the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And we're here, my wife and I, to take your phone calls and answer any questions you have. Ladies, this is a day that we set aside especially for you. 340-9585. That's 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and send them that way. If you're driving in your car and we'd love your calls the safest way to do so is to use the free kslr mobile app today paula it's the date day edition that's why you're here how you doing i've been missing you for like the last three days i've been missing you too because i've been a little bit busy so i haven't even heard the radio program at all this week which is very very different that's, for, that's the first time isn't it that you've ever missed three days of the radio show yes yeah i would have um you know, when when I got home yesterday, um, we had out-of-town guests basically waiting for me. And so I didn't want to just pick them up, bring them to the house and say, okay, sit down, be quiet. i got to hear my radio program. <laughs> so um, I missed it once again. And I, you know, yeah, it feels strange. But here I am. And so I don't have any idea what you talked about with with our people at all this week so had lots of calls yesterday it's a good show yesterday well, shoot. so you, tell the, the audience what you've been doing for the last three days oh well we had our calvary chapel of san antonio pastor's wives retreat and what we do is we there's 10 of us this year that went um out of our 11 pastor's wives and we just go over to austin and get a nice a decent hotel um, and we used two rooms. They've been adjoining until this year when we got there. We didn't have adjoining rooms, but with, out of the ten of us, there's five of us that are a little crazier than the others. <laughs> and so I am certain that the quieter ones are kind of appreciate it being a couple of doors down the hall. <laughs> so it worked out really well. We had, um, you know, every, everyone has a devotion time. Um, and this year's theme was God is dot dot dot, and so each one of us had our our character or characteristics of Jesus that we love the most, and we took we took time to do a little devotion with all of us, and then the the conversations that that result are just the best, and in that way we get to know each other's hearts more. Um, and me being the oldest in, um, not only in age, but in the ministry here at Calvary Chapel San Antonio, uh, the many things that I've seen and done, um, I get to share with them. And uh, it's kind of neat because the newer ones, you know, like we had Nancy and Sheba this year. 
they've not really been pastor's wives before, but to be involved in the group now, they really get to see us away from church um, and the unity that we have. I, <laughs> the first night I said, you know, we've, this is the best leadership group that we've ever had, you know, without any schisms or anything like that um, at all. And so you two new ladies coming in, and I say this every time you add a new pastor's wife, so I just wasn't picking on them. But I said, you know, we have such great unity in this pastor's wives uh, group that, you know, don't mess it up, <laughs> in other words. And, and they just kind of looked at me. I was like, well, you know, I said it in a chuckling kind of way, but I was really serious because, <laughs> man, the, the, the unity that we have in our pastor's wives is I think the reason why, um, I, I think the reason that our body is so blessed by us. We get here to church, and we're not hanging out with each other. Um, it might look like that sometimes because on the worship team, um, it's Jocelyn and then sometimes Lachelle and me. They're the three of us together. So we've had a rehearsal usually on Tuesday that week, but... By and large, we hit the doors here at Calvary Chapel, and we're ministering to everybody else. And so this time to get away is really, you know, our retreat. Because our regular retreat, we all, we know we're going to be ministering to everybody all the time. And so this, this opportunity for the 10 of us this time just to get away is really our retreat. You know, Paula, one of the things, it's, it's unusual, and, and it's, it's really it's a tragedy that I have to say this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's sad that I have to say this, but, but one of the problems in a lot of churches is that there is a lot of um, division and, and pettiness that goes on uh, between leadership groups. And, um, uh, you know, it just shouldn't be. And, and our church has always been um, so loving, and in, in I think in large part because of the example that, that you who are pastor's wives set um, for, for the others in the church. I mean, the people that come here know that you love each other. They know that you're working together. You're kind of walking the same direction. Mm -hmm. And that kind of unity uh, is, is contagious. And um, people get kind of sucked into the, into the, the, the group. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really a good thing. Now, all of the ladies have been here for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we, we ordained two new pastors uh, just this year, mm -hmm. so um, Dr. Sheba and and Nancy, we got to got to include them in. It's always a neat thing. I, I always wonder the first time that they get alone with you and the rest of the pastors' wives if it terrifies them because you guys are so nuts. <laughs> yeah, the first night, Ron, we're sitting around. We're you know I, I was the first one to share my little devotion, and mine was uh, Jesus is or God is fair. And then later in my study, I, you know, I didn't just stay with one characteristic because he's truth, he's humility, he's righteousness. Um, and, of course, you know, I didn't say he's nice, but he's nice. Yeah. Um, I would have said he's here he's or here. he's with me. Oh, yeah, but we had a, that was May. He's ever present. Um, and so, you know, I mean, the, the characteristics can go on forever. Um, but yeah, he he um, he is fair um, was mine and and just talking. But anyway, after all the conversation and stuff, and uh, we got back the crazy ones, the louder ones went back to our room, and I said to them, "Did you guys notice that uh, Dr. Sheba didn't say <laughs> a single word? Kind of deer in headlights, kind of a look, you know." Um, but it was just so cute. And then the, but the next day. You know, I said, Sheba, you all right? <laughs> <laughs> and she knows us, and she's been around forever. But just getting away, you know. And I think during the devotions, you really get to listen to the heart of the people in a, in a deeper way. Um, and like, like Pastor Gail, when he was teaching last night, he said, you know, removing the veil removing the veil and so when the pastor's wives and and i are together 
we get to remove our veil and really let each other in. Um, unlike, in a way, to the rest of the body because it's not about us when we're at church. We're at church to help the other people to unveil their uh, secrets or the things that are bothering them. I remember very distinctly, um, Ron, that I didn't want to let people know the real me because I was afraid if they knew all about the real me, they wouldn't like me. But the longer you get to, in that, in fact, even as a married woman to you, I didn't want to let you know all my stuff because what if, you know, you get mad <laughs> and, you know, you use those, my intimate insecurities against me, that would just crush me. And so, but at the pastor's wives retreat, just us um, is when we can really kind of open our hearts and say, this is what I struggled with and maybe a little bit still do. Um, and so it kind of lets the other, especially the two new ones, go, whew, okay, I, I'm, I'm kind of the same. You know? So did Dr. Sheba eventually talk? She did. <laughs> and Dr. Sheba is, is deep. Nancy is too. I mean, they're both kind of intimidating because um, they are real studiers. They remind me of you, how you, how you prepare and you study, and you know, and I like the fact that there's uh, uh, differences because we're all so uniquely put together. But man, you know, they can remember stuff. Uh, who said something? Remember in the retreat that we went to like 17 years ago, and the the pastor's wife said this. I'm thinking, she was here. <laughs> what she said? No, I, you know. I don't remember like that, but I, I'm, I'm glad I'm in their group so that you know, I can well, glean from them. Uh, apart from being with the girls, what was the the, the ladies? Um, they're like daughters to me, so they're girls. Yeah. But, I know. <laughs> but uh, what what was the best thing about your time away? Uh, really seriously, all of us being together. I said uh, like, apart from that. Apart from that. Yeah. We had a massage. <laughs> <laughs> That's spiritual. Yeah, no, just, um, oh, we, we're like, remember the Keystone Cops? Mm -hmm. Just all like a little pack together? That's pretty much it. We're just hanging out together. We just get to be us together. There is no better part apart from that. We were just together. I loved it. I don't know. So maybe I'll think of some other, apart from us being together. That was the whole point. Well, but but I mean, the. the uh, I heard from the Lord. That's. Yeah, but even that, I heard from the Lord because the other nine had done their Bible study and they're sitting alone with Jesus, and so as they're sharing, I'm gleaning. So it was still we're all together. So I, I just maybe I don't understand your question that well. <laughs> Three four zero ninety five eighty five for your live calls and questions, or toll free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. Okay, it's your show. What's on your heart today? You know, um, <clears throat> last night Gail was talking about. He didn't teach this, but at one point he said, "Let your light so shine." before men that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, um, let your light, and we know Jesus is the light of the world. And so is Jesus the light that people are seeing? Is, um, is your gifting, and I had all this written down um, in my mind yesterday, and so it's on my paper, but is your gifting being used for God's glory or your own. Um, let your light so shine before men that they'll see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Um, is my life one that looks more heavenly than earthly? And for me, is my speech more heavenly than earthly? Because um, the crazy group we can be ghetto, um, <laughs> and and yet, 
um, you know, I'm so thankful that I, I, I get to be who I am. Yeah, there's no heavenly rules against having fun. I yeah. think, I think it, that laughter is a, a great witness. It is. And before I became a Christian, I didn't think I could be a Christian because I have a sense of humor. And um, I was thinking, no, you got to be serious all the time. And, um, you know, now that I'm a Christian, and then you're a Christian, and now you're a pastor, and I'm the pastor's wife, I'm thinking, I really got to get my life together, you know, straighten up. You can't be funny. You can't be, you know. And then I've learned, and then Lachelle's teaching was on Jesus is freedom. I'm free to be me. I'm free um, uh, to not let <clears throat> let other people have expectations of me or even expectations of myself that I need to meet. And so last night, even as Pastor Gail was teaching, he said, we're not doing it. It's, it's the Lord who's in us who's changing us. We're being transformed. I can't transform myself. We're being transformed. And how that happens, here we go. Just be with Jesus. Um, I, I'm, this is not a boast of myself, but this is a boast in the Lord. I am so different than I used to be. I am so much more at ease and peace with things than I ever was. I still have some, you know, we all still struggle with uh, things, but I am so free um, to know that when people bring me issues, like when I go up and pray with people, I can't fix them, but I can take them to the one who can. Um, and when I leave from here, of course, we bear one another's burdens, but I'm not bearing the burden like, oh, Jesus, you got to. No, no, no. I'm just lifting them up over and over again. Lord, I can't handle this, but you can. Yeah, um, I know Lachelle didn't mean this specifically, but but when she says Jesus is freedom, um, we, we can be free from the pressure of trying to be better or to do good. And as I say often, if you're just with Jesus, then he's going to lead you and all the good comes from him, but it comes through you and people notice. Mm -hmm. And that's the value of, of our light shining. Um, I can, she, we're going to take turns sharing um, uh, on the next two Mondays, so our pastor's wise reflection. Um, but just, so it'll be, uh, let me see, me and then... I wrote it down somewhere. It'll be me, and then I think it's Jocelyn second. Uh, yeah. Uh, Natasha will be third, Lachelle fourth, and then Michi. So that'll be this Monday coming up. And so. That's for uh, the late, in place of the ladies' Bible study yes. for two weeks, okay? Yes. And then the next week will be May, Elevator, Sandra, Nancy, and Sheba. And then we'll get back to. Um, where are we? First Thessalonians, yeah. Uh, but to hear these girls' hearts and the seriousness with which they've allowed the Lord to speak to them and through them, you, you, so proud, Ron. I'm, um, I, you know, I don't want to sound condescending or anything, but I'm really a proud mom pastor's wife of these ladies. Um, she's, her, her title was Lachelle's, God is My Freedom. And accepting freedom and extending it sets us free. Um, it's critical we get our perspective from the Lord, from the Lord, and resolve to make a conscious decision to no longer be in bondage. You know, some of us want to stay who we are, who we've always been, and not be stretched. But we can, we can be set free. Um, our God is consistent. Um, you know, she's going to, I don't want to share all of her, her stuff, but um, basically uh, she needs 
to keep it simple. Galatians 5.1 says it's for freedom we've been set free. Yep. And, uh, you know, Paul, I just don't think en- enough of us as believers really understand that. Mm-hmm. That's why we strive so hard to please the Lord instead of reveling in the fact that we, we already are pleasing to the Lord. We, we want Him to love us and accept us and instead of walking in faith that we're accepted in the Beloved. And they already proved his love once and for all, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's so liberating mm-hmm. when when uh, all you have to do is be with Jesus, and then everybody's going to see that freedom coming from your life, mm-hmm. and freedom is really attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she taught about, she she listed a few things that keep us in bondage, and and I'll just name those. So you got to stay tuned for the freedom part. Can I do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, she mentioned bondage. Here's just a few. Mothers make their children idols. Mm-hmm. They take the place of God, husband, everything. Uh, bondage to ministry. If without the power of the Spirit, you're just doing it in the flesh. Bondage to complexity. We can make it more difficult than it really should be. I gotta do, I gotta do, I I gotta do. Instead, again, she said, I need simplicity. Just trust Jesus. We're in bondage to fear and anxiety. And she says, but Jesus says, peace be still. Uh, Again, uh, in bondage to human expectations from others and self. and self is usually a lot more difficult mm-hmm. to deal with mm-hmm. than, than others. Yeah. And then bondage, this is the last one, to insecurities because we've, you know, we've been told or we, and then we begin to believe it. You're not pretty enough. You're not spiritual enough. You're not smart enough. All those not enoughs. She says, the Lord is her freedom. And he wants to set not only her free, but all those who will listen. It was just, we just had a wonderful time. And, you know, you just glean. I have, you know, I'm a, what do you call me? A voracious note taker? Is that what I am? <laughs> Ferocious, voracious? Voracious. Voracious. Well, I got me some notes. So it, it was just a really wonderful time. And, you know, you can see as you as I'm looking around the room um, that it, we're contemplating. Does that make sense? We're contemplating what's being said and the scriptures being uh, thrown out at us that we go back and, whoa, Jesus has been talking to me. I just haven't really maybe been paying as close of attention as I should have, you know. And so now I got these younger pastor's wives sitting in front of me saying these things that the Lord is saying, told you. (laughs) It was. It's just really a good time, really a good time, baby. You would just be proud, and you know, of course, the the girls all come here, and they say the stuff like this. You know, when Pastor Ron said this, and I was like, yeah, I heard him say that too. You know, that we get to go. Uh, Jocelyn um, was lavish. You Ooh, know, I like that. He's faithful to for reveal himself. God is lavish. So I don't want to tell all the people stuff. I'm just saying, oh, she did say this and she'll say it again, which is I have to say this one. She said, lavish means scrumptiously rich. (laughs) Elaborate and extravagant. Yeah, so scrumptiously rich. And it was really cute because Gail came last night and and I don't know because Sheba was, Dr. Sheba was kind of I think a little bit nervous about this whole, she's going to be sharing at the pastor's wives conference. What am I doing here? But God is compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and mercy. And she did not know that, you know, that he was going to be here. Um, But that was her. She couldn't. She says, I'm so sorry. I know we're just supposed to do. She's so proper, you know. I know we're supposed to just do one attribute, but I I just couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we had a great time. You would love these ladies. I mean, I love them more than 
ever. Yeah, phones are quiet, Paula, so maybe we'll, we'll talk about some of the others on the other side of the boat okay. unless you've got something else. But one thing that I, I want to communicate in the last minute and a half or so that we've got here is, you know, all of these women, uh, it, it's easy to hear women on a pastor's wives' retreat um, talking about how good God is, and you think, well, you know, they're pastor's wives, they're all spirit. But every one of them has something difficult going on in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have a couple of them with, with real health issues mm -hmm. that, that they have to deal with daily. Yeah. Um, some of them that can't sleep. Yeah. You know, they're just uh, insomniacs. And, mm -hmm. and so they, they have to fight fatigue and being tired all the time. Yeah. Um, some uh, have full-time jobs. And so to get away, they have to, you know, go to their, their bosses and explain why. Um, and you know what the sweetest thing is? These girls are such faithful employees that their bosses don't give them a hard time because they've been so faithful at their job and know that when they go to this retreat and come back, they're and a, better. And a bunch of them have a gaggle of kids. <laughs> yes, 340-9585. We'd love your live calls. That's 340-9585. This is the date day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. We will be back in two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the second half of the program ladies especially but we'll take any calls or questions 340-9585 that's area code 210 or toll free 877-630-KSLR Paula, it's your show. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I was thinking about the opportunities that the Lord gives us. Again, going back to let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Well, uh, uh, you know, I just get home from this pastor's wives uh, retreat, and we got our, our friends in town, and and then they're gone already. But then now I'm thinking ahead because this day next week, I'll a bunch of us will be in Reynosa, Mexico. And so just thinking about the opportunities that the Lord gives to bring him glory, whether they're easy or hard, fun or challenging, well, um, you know, it's, I don't sleep that well when I'm not home with you. Um, Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, um, you know, even like going to the pastor's wives retreat, I feel a little bit of responsibility to make sure, you know, everybody's safe and stuff, even though I know that's not my my burden to carry, but it's still a, a reality that I have to keep checking that back to the Lord. Well, going to Reynosa is is kinda is kind of a scary, kinda apprehensive a little bit. Not not that I'm not going to go, but um getting across the border and you know, last time we were there, we had several men with with big long rifles <laughs> right behind us, and you know, not that anything has gotten any better or easier down there. And we're going to be kind of walking the street this time from the border to the hotel with all of our stuff. You know, and the last time when we were there, with all of our stuff in two trucks and vans, um, people tried to stop us you know, to take our stuff. And, and the, the guys who lived there driving us were, were like, uh, you know, they could talk in Spanish and they told us to not be afraid. We were just going to keep going. But with us, <laughs> we're just going to keep going. Um, Dark! With, yeah, but with us all walking and, you know, I will not be the oldest person. This time we got one in a walker. <laughs> we're not going to be able to say, Run! So um, I've been asking for prayer for all of us, safety, joy, and, and praise reports that, you know, I'm trying my best not to worry. Um, but I do feel a sense of, you know, hey, these are the ladies that I'm bringing over there that I have every intention of bringing back home. Um, so... For the audience, we planted a church in Reynosa, oh, I guess 12 years ago or so now. Mm -hmm. 
and they're doing great. Pastor Martin and his uh, one of the most beautiful smiles on planet Earth, his wife, Adriana. Oh, my goodness. And uh, um, last year, they wanted you to come down and put on a retreat. You stayed in people's homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this year, they asked you to come back and do it again. And, and this year, it's, the, it's a whole weekend retreat. Yes. And... Uh, it's the first one they've ever had that wasn't just a one-day thing yeah. or a half-a-day thing. That's right. Uh, and it's just exciting to watch him grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Lord leads. He's going to take care of you. But it's it's always a little outside our comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a little outside our comfort zone. And it's so cute because uh, Calvary Chapel San Antonio will have probably the same number of ladies that Calvary Chapel Reynosa will have. We're putting on the whole thing, you know, um, and so, yeah, it, I am, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm excited, and yet kind of, what's going to happen, you know, but. And, I, and you're teaching one session. I'm teaching two. Two sessions. I'm teaching and, two, and, and, and having an interpreter. Is Elvira interpreting? Elvira is not able to go this year. Oh. It's Maria Clark. Oh, Maria Clark. So okay. we will have Brandon. Who will go and he'll spend time with Martine. So we have one one of our sweetheart men who's also medical, you know. So if anything happens, he could put a band aid or something on us. But um, no, I'm teaching twice and she's my interpreter. Um, and then Maria herself will be teaching. And I try to get Adriana. Adriana, I have ladies who speak Spanish. Why don't you just let them? do the teaching and we don't have to worry about you know interpreting no i want you to teach you time <laughs> uh, this is me because i hear you in my head too paula you're a servant just do what they ask you to do so that's what i'm doing yeah. so yeah it's gonna be fun but yeah i got to talk to brandon to make sure i get pictures <laughs> oh. this group of women with 91 year old kuka yeah uh-huh. kind of leading the and in a walker she can go faster than the rest of you probably, probably. yes but, uh, it's just, uh, you know, we have a responsibility to that church down there. And uh, it's it's always just a neat thing to, to watch what God is doing. There, there's, you know, the ladies have not been able to afford to go to anything like this. That's why um, it's just been a conference where they come and then they go right back home. But this is their first time in a hotel, so they're trying to do it like ours. Um, and... Uh, I think a couple of people from the United States have sponsored some of their, you know, a one or two of their ladies to be able to even go to this. Um, and so they're excited. They're excited we're coming. And then uh, Pastor Gail gave me uh, his book for me to take uh, to the ladies. It's um, the Jesus style, mm-hmm. only it's El Estilo de Jesus. <laughs> so you see why they called me to come down there. You hear that Spanish yeah. <laughs> accent? There you go. So anyway, last year when um, Maria was my translator, you know, my interpreter, she's so, again, like Dr. Sheba, kind of prim and proper, you know. She didn't have any ghettoness in her. And so <laughs> as as I'm doing the, the, the teaching, you know, and I kind of talk to my hands a little bit and my facial expressions are a little different. Uh, and Maria's just straightforward, you know. And so I had to go over to Maria and say, no, say it like this. <laughs> do it like, you know, do it like I'm doing it, Maria. She was so, she was perfect. She's the perfect interpreter. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited. <laughs> As I'm talking, the Holy Spirit's kind of just like, you're going to have so much fun. You're going to have all these stories when you come back. And so are the other ladies. That's another thing. There's other ladies who... Um, this is a stretch for them. There's there's a couple ladies who are going I'm like, really? Okay. They are just getting in the car and going. And it, the stories that they will have yeah. when they come back. Yeah, you know, one of the, the sort of the things that's lost in a lot of our culture with coming to church is the adventure of walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I always think of the Apostle Paul. You know, one day people are chasing him, trying to kill him. The next day, um, miracles of healing are being done. Uh, <laughs> then he has to get out of town, and they're chasing him, trying to kill him again. The next day, God is doing all kinds of neat stuff, and thousands of people are getting saved. Um, you know, we've lost that sense of adventure. Mm-hmm. We, we, we like safety and comfort a little bit too much, and we miss out on what the Lord is doing. 
And uh, I think that's a, one of the real tragedies of our Christian walk. We miss out, and we're not even aware of what we missed out on. And we'll get to heaven, and we'll find out what we missed out on. But every day ought to be be a what about me? What about Jesus? What about what about me, Lord? Day, mm-hmm. um, and and God will take us into places and do things for us. Uh, Kuka, who we just talked about, ninety one, uh, when we did a Joy of Jesus in Monterey, uh, um, she was my translator, and um, this was I guess fifteen years ago at least. Yeah, and. Um, so we, we were just on the streets talking to people one-on-one. The people were so nice and so open, and, and, and so many people made professions of faith. Um, and <laughs> there were times when I would say something to Kuka. Uh, I'd be talking to a guy and say, okay, Kuka, tell him this. And she would she'd say, oh, I already did. <laughs> I said, what do you mean you already did? And she goes, oh, yeah. I said, okay, well, now ask him or ask her if they want to give their heart to Jesus. Oh, they're already saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they already did. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you're missing the idea of what a translator is. <laughs> she said what he meant to say was, yeah. because you would say something real, you know, pretty short. And Kuka would just go, <laughs> she just finished. Well, he intended to say this. And let me just cut to the chase because he's going to say this. But let me just do that now. Get this thing. Take, we can move on. But, you know, she was in the <laughs> 70s back then. Oh, yeah. And so full of energy and strength and mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people respected her, mm-hmm. and they listened to her. It was just, she's praying for people, leading oh, yeah. people to the Lord. Oh, but, yeah. but that's the neat thing about going. Wherever God calls us to go, uh, we have to kind of throw caution in the wind. That doesn't mean we're not going to be nervous or not going to be afraid. Mm-hmm. But what we've got to do is say, well, Lord, the safest place on earth is to be with you where you want me to be. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's that's always a neat thing. And, and the situation in Reynosa was much worse back then. Is it worse? No, it was much worse back then than it is now. Oh, you mean? Uh, danger. Okay. Yeah, it's much better now. Okay. Okay, that's but, good to know. But but back then it was mm-hmm. it was. I mean, there were dead bodies and headless bodies mm-hmm. and and drug wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when Reynosa was exploding. And. Um, the 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 situation and there's always going to be an element of danger um, where the drug cartels are, mm-hmm. are, are running things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know when we were there and then later when we were in Monterey and uh, God was there and we made it home mm-hmm. and like you said we had stories to tell. It's wonderful to be able to see the hand of God move uh, rather than just hear about it secondhand. Yeah. We, yeah. we need that adventure. Yeah, we do. Last year it was kind of cute because uh, Kuka and and her daughter, Velia, they've been here forever, too. So um, they were sitting in the in the hall where we were meeting in the church where we had the thing, and they were like, wonder why we're here, you know? It makes no sense. We're not, we're not part of the skits or we're not part of the worship team or we're not part of, of anything. We're just here. You know, why are we here? And uh, they just kind of were talking and praying. And uh, a, a couple of women came to sit by them. They were they were just kind of enamored with, why is this elderly lady, so elderly, here? And started talking. You kind of remind me of my grandma. And, and before long, Kuka's leading this one to, yeah. to the Lord, you know. And... and now I know why I'm here. Well, we never know why the Lord calls us. We, you know, we're so result-oriented. We don't know what's going on. Um, and yet, before the retreat was over, Grandma, more like great-grandma, <laughs> Kuka, um, is singing her favorite song um, that reminded her of a time with her brother, who's a pastor, you know. She just... You know, you think this little kind of frail, she stood straight up, and you talk about a belting voice, five verses <laughs> without any problem, just, and it was like, all of us were like, oh. People falling out, getting yeah. the process. Yeah, it was in Spanish, and the ladies, some of the ladies remembered that song when they were little girls, you know, oh. 
So you just never know. Talk about adventure. Uh, Paul, remind me to talk about the Jesus style uh, on the way back. Let's okay. take a break for a phone call. Jimmy on line one. Jimmy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello. Hey, Hi, uh, Jimmy. Hi. Um, I talked to my mom, you know, and uh, I stay with her during the week because she's older now. And, and uh, but I was talking to her, and she I was talking to her, and she's like a very uh, stubborn woman. But uh, she, um, I said, Mom, I don't understand how you can still pray every night at ten o'clock. You know, she prays with the beads, the rosary, and all that. And I put that down. But I said, and then you can still believe in a seance. How 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 is that possible, Mom? <laughs> and I'm praying for her almost every day. God, please touch your heart, but it seems like it's not working. Yeah. Um, and I know that God's going to, I believe that the Lord can do anything. And I know he can, can touch the hardest hearts in the world. But I don't understand that. Well, Jimmy, the, the praying is, is the answer to to um, going places in her heart that you can't go on your own. Um, she, she'll listen to the Holy Spirit knocking on the door of her heart where she won't listen to people. You know, Jimmy, it, to, to me, in my experience with, with a lot of Catholics, especially those who are deeply embedded in the Mexican culture, um, they're so superstitious that a seance makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, it, it, it's we pray to something out there, and when you're praying the rosary, you're you're not praying to someone that you know. Jesus called us friends. Uh, he's our elder brother. Um, Jesus knows the intimate secrets of our heart. But but when you're praying a rote prayer of the rosary, you're you're not praying to God at all. You're praying to a stranger, and if they don't know Him, it's just another ritual, another superstitious exercise, and a seance is the same thing. I have known so many um, religious people who are caught up in um, astrology, caught up in tarot cards, or other forms of fortune telling, uh, people who would go, as you just suggested, to seances to contact the, 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 the departed dead, and um, uh, truth is they don't know Jesus. So don't confuse the exercise of religious things uh, with, with the relationship with God because they just don't know him. Uh, I, I, I always think in this case of Saul um, going to the witch of Endor. Uh, not only did he know who God was, he'd been the beneficiary personally of God's anointing. Uh, and yet when he was really in trouble and he could no longer hear from God because of sin, he ran to a, a witch and, and had his own little seance. And were they ever surprised when Samuel came up? So, Jimmy, please don't uh, get tired of praying for her um, and and just show let her see your new life continually as you grow and more and more in love with the Lord. Um, the Holy Spirit will open our eyes. Jimmy, thank you for that. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. We've got Jose on line two from San Antonio. Jose, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Pastor Ron, hi. How you been? Hi, doing well, Jose. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I listened to you uh, maybe like two days ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Somebody called on your radio, and uh, I think the mentioned something about Revelation 18, 13, 18. Revelation uh, 13, 18. Let him who understands calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. Yep. His, mar- his number, you know, three sixes. Uh-huh. Okay. So do you think that Satan is one of them? Is is one of what, Jose? That one of the sixes? One of one of the sixes, yes. Yeah. No. Uh, I think uh, it, this is so hard because nobody really knows what the number means, and people have tried to uh, attach numerology to it and come up with some explanation. Um, but but I think when it says that the the number of the beast is man's number, we know the number of man in the Bible is six. And when we, oh, when we okay, triple okay. something... Can I, can I ask something go, real quick? Sure. So so you think... Uh, I mean, Satan was created by God, right? He's like us, right? 
not like us at all. He, he was created by God, but he's not like us. He is uh, a spiritual being, an angel, uh, a fallen angel. And in fact, Jose, uh, the most beautiful and among the most powerful of all of the angels God ever made. But he's not like humans at all. Oh, okay. 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 Okay, so when, when we see six, the number of man, on the sixth day God created man, his great best creation. Um, and then we see something tripled biblically. It's like um, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We get the fullness of God. Paul talks about the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. Um, so so my, my view on, on this passage in Revelation 13, 18 is that this is just man at his fullest and not in a good way, but, but just the number of man, the mark of the beast is us giving into ourselves or, or giving ourselves up to, to our sin nature. But, but even that is just an explanation that makes sense to me, Jose. The, the, the reality is that nobody knows what that number is. And I don't think until we go to heaven we'll ever find out what that number is. Um, I think during the Great Tribulation, the the meaning of that number will be revealed uh, to those who are left on earth. But, Jose, thank God it won't be you and me because we're going to be with Jesus. So so what it says, uh, let him who knows wisdom uh, know the number of the beast. You know, what does it say that? Uh, it, it calls for wisdom. I, I think in this case, the wisdom is simply uh, going to the scriptures and seeing what the number means. But the, the next part of that, if anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast for its man's number. Uh, and, and Jose, people have been trying to figure this verse out and what it means forever. And uh, I, I don't have the answer. Nobody ever has. And until that number is revealed to us or the meaning of that number is revealed to us by God, no one is going to know. Okay. So that's, that's, uh, that's just one of those things that we're going to file away in the mystery file when we get to heaven. So uh, you know, I, I, I love... It, I mean, the way I think it, you, you don't think it's uh, like the false prophet and the Antichrist and Satan, number 666, no? Well, no, because the, the, the I call that the unholy trinity, and that, that unholy trinity is revealed well, elsewhere. The Lord. That's exactly right. He's a counterfeiter for sure. I just don't think that has anything to do with the number 666 because this is man's number. And the, the, uh, the, the, while the false prophet and the Antichrist will be, uh, be men, um, um, Satan is not. So what would apply to the false prophet and to the Antichrist uh, cannot apply to, to, to Satan uh, because he is going to be the one who, who supernaturally well, empowers. We're, here, right? we're not going to be you, you and You and I won't be here. Before the Antichrist is revealed and before the Great Tribulation begins, we will be taken into heaven to be with Jesus. I love answering questions, Jose, but there's, this is just a question nobody has an answer to. Oh, thank you. Okay, well, appreciate. Well, thank you, Pastor Ron. Appreciate it. Okay, ask another question tomorrow. I'll do my best to have an answer for you instead of, I don't know, but nobody knows that one. <laughs> Paula, we've got four minutes. Okay. You know, if we knew everything down here, uh, yeah, it would be kind of boring. So, you know, I, I think, you know, it says seek that wisdom so we just keep seeking wisdom but sometimes yeah, I, we just again, won't I really do believe because God wants to equip people mm -hmm. for the great tribulation uh, I really do believe that that the meaning will be revealed mm -hmm. um, maybe the the fall or the two witnesses will reveal it Moses and Elijah mm. but but whatever happens um, uh, it's just seemingly useless to try to figure out what it is now yeah. uh, I'm not wise enough. It calls for wisdom. I don't have enough of it. Yeah. Uh, we just don't have that kind of insight. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk just really quick about um, Mission Impossible from the other day, where it's just we're in such a talking about man's number. God has our number. Yeah. <laughs> he knows we don't want to do uh, a lot of this. Well, in the Mission Impossible, uh, you were telling us how to love people who hate us. You know, for me, it's like, if they don't like me, <laughs> see you later, alligator, kind of thing. But to 
take the high road and be like Christ. Um, in verse 27 of, of Luke 6, it, the Lord is saying, love them, do good for them, and to them, extend love anyway. That's hard. Um, and then you went on to say, or it goes on to say, to bless instead of cursing, but to bless means, you know, to speak well of. There's times when, you know, people in my past have, have done horrible things, and when their name comes up, that's the last thing I want to do is speak well of them. You know, I want to rehearse all the horrible things that they did, and yet walking with Christ and becoming more like him has, that's what I'm saying, I'm a lot different than I used to be. And there's there's been a few occasions here recently where I've seen that God has been transforming me mm -hmm. with me being almost kind of unaware of it. Um, but to say, you know that, that person, when I ever asked him or her to do something, they always went overboard. I didn't have to really worry about the 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 quality of their work. And then you said, um, it says to pray, but to be active in praying for your enemies, even if you have to start out praying for them through clenched teeth. Mm -hmm. Just be obedient to do what God's Word says. Yeah, and so and that's, that's what he uses to change your hearts. And yeah. Isn't that the goal? I, I like that you said that you're not who you used to be, but, but one of the things that every Christian needs is an urgency not to be who they are right now. Yeah. An urgency. I want to be different today than I was yesterday and different tomorrow than I am today. That's what honors the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to the day day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Lord willing, I'll be back on AM 630 The Word tomorrow at 4. We'll see you then. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.